the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Welcome to the Free Indeed Podcast, where we believe in freedom, reaching everyone, everywhere. Here's your host, Mike Hansen. Welcome to episode 41 of the Free Indeed Podcast. This is uh, part two of validation. So you hopefully have already listened to part one. If you haven't, go back and listen to part one. And so now we're going to continue the conversation uh, about validation for guys. And as Kirk and I were here just talking about the, you know, what what could we go, what road could we go down here in part two? Because I certainly don't want to stop the conversation. Didn't want to stop the conversation. What uh, road could we go down? And um, the the end of the previous episode, we talked about the idea of safety, safety for the man. Uh, we talked about, you know, obviously we want to offer some solutions on how does a guy seek and get validation. So that's where we're going to go today. And so the format, of course, is not going to be quite the same as I've done in the past, as we've done here in the past. And hint for the future, we are going to be doing a small pivot, maybe a larger pivot with this podcast as well um, to um, not not a different audience, but a slightly broader audience. So anyway, just as a little preview there. So we're going to just continue this conversation here, Kirk, on validation. And tell me... um, Tell me about what we were just you know going on about with safety. Why, why does a guy need to have this? You know, why does he need to feel safe when it comes to finding his validation or in, in a relationship? Yeah, you know, we commonly, um, I mean, it's known and discussed that one of a woman's highest uh, values is security, especially in the context of relationship. Uh, we, you know, we talk about that a lot, um, just in culture. Um, and that's, like I said, pretty accepted. Well, I don't know that we fully accept the fact that, uh, that likewise, you know, a very high common value for men is safety. I don't know if it's the same word or not security, safety. I don't know. Maybe it's the same, but a little bit different. Um, but in terms of a guy, it's safety, not necessarily, uh, I mean, yeah, financial safety, career safety, those sorts of things. Physical safety. Yeah, externally. Yeah. You know, most but most men don't worry about physical safety as much. I mean, if you ask most men, you know, when was the last time you felt physically unsafe? Most men, I don't know, when I was 12, um, most women can say they felt physically unsafe, you know, very recently, you know, a week or two. True. Um, and so, uh, but, but safety in this context that I'm talking about is in the context of relationship, emotional safety. Um, safety in, in vulnerability in, in those sorts of things. And so safety is important, um, to a guy in relationship because, you know, he, he wants to know that it's, it can be, he can be him, that he can just be himself. You know, my, my theory, I think women commonly, especially in our, in our culture, in our Americanized culture, uh, you know, the, the common kind of beneath the surface identity question that women have is, am I enough? I think likewise, men have a common identity question of, am I lovable? And, um, and that am I lovable really exists in the space of, of safety. He's only going to explore that or even bring that up. Um, and when I say, am I lovable? Like, am I lovable exactly the way I am? Um, he's only going to bring that up if, if he's safe, whether it's with a, a, a group, whether it's with an individual or a man or a woman. But let me just at least interrupt saying, I think the answer to that question should ideally come from the parents. Mm. 
if a, if a if a boy is wondering if he's lovable, he should have. I'm saying this is ideal. Should have heard that from mom and or dad that says, "Yeah, I love you unconditionally." And so, if you haven't gotten that, if you didn't get that, then maybe that's a certainly trying to seek that somewhere else. Right. And, and how many of us had great parents? <laughs> Not many, especially both like two great parents. Like how many of us had a healthy, whole, loving, you know, family where we got everything we needed and, you know, and and we got all that emotional security and all that kind of stuff. Very few of us. And that's why most people have some kind of attachment, um, some kind of, you know, uh, insecure attachment style because of what we didn't get when we were, what we didn't get when we were, when we were young. So, um, so anyhow, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great if we got all that, but that, but that being said, for all of us that are grown ups, you have an opportunity to give that to your kids today. You don't have, I mean, you can't control what didn't happen to you in the past when you were grown up, but you can control right. what you do with your kids right now. Yes. You know, have you told your kids today, this week that you love them, that they're lovable, right. that you accept them exactly the way they are. So, so anyhow. So yeah, it's important for us guys to, to not only believe that for ourselves, uh, that we are lovable, and I know you're going to go this way. I mean, I can't see into your head, Kirk. Fortunately, yeah, you probably can. Uh, but um, in terms of that safety thing, you know, for me, um, it comes down to: Do I trust this person in front of me? Do I trust this group of people I'm right. in? And um, you know, it, for a husband, it can be: Can I trust this woman I live with, who is right. my my soulmate, life mate, roommate, mm-hmm. person who I'm supposed to live with and be with and share life with? Do I have the the safety to be able to share all parts of me. So last episode, we talked about going into that cave. There is that, that deep cave of a man who, uh, he stores things in that cave. He puts things in that cave. He sometimes lives in that cave. Um, so will a woman or will somebody go with him into that cave and find something good out or to bring something out of that, that cave. So there is an idea of that's been my experience can I trust you? Is this safe? And, and that's what we're talking about, at least initially here with validation. Right. And the, and the IP mistress is absolutely safe or at least feels emotionally safe for him. I mean, you know, she, she, she never judges him. She never says, ill, you're, that's disgusting. Or she never says, you know, how dare you even ask me that? Or, you know, ill, who would do that? Or, you know, she never makes him feel at all judged. And so, and hasn't since he was a little boy, no matter what he brings her, he can tell her his deepest, darkest secrets and fantasies and, and insecurities and all that kind of stuff. And she'll accept it and she'll expand it, whatever that is. And she'll go into that place. And so, uh, and this is what the experience is for the guy. And so she provides that safety. She provides that trust. You know, she's not going to go tell anybody, (laughs) you know, I mean, she actually does in terms of, you know, she, she leaves fingerprints of, of everything he tells her all over his digital world. Um, Meaning she's telling his IP address to... Part of it is, though, you're not getting that... Like, I'm looking at you, Kirk, and I can see your facial expressions, right. your body language, hear right. your voice, and all that. Right. It's a totally one-way type of intimacy when it comes to that safety yeah. that you're talking about with yeah. the IP mistress. Yeah, and it, it's really a selfish safety. I mean, it's really, oh, yeah. a, it's really a boy safety. I mean, it's, that, it's really what it is. It's a consuming safety. It's almost like... You know, it's almost like a baby who feels safe when the mom, you know, feeds the baby. You know, it's 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 almost it, it really it really um, demasculates or emasculates a man 
Um, because being a man shouldn't be safe. I mean, we're not, you know, a, a life, a full life is not a safe life. But at the same time, it, it creates a sense of immature safety in, in a man in terms of uh, where I get that from. And it really does come from a place of consumption. And you can't love anything you consume. You don't oh, yeah. love anything you yep. consume. And so, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it, but but again, you're speaking to the emotional boy that's inside of the man. And so the IP mistress taps into that. She taps into... Um, she taps into all of his weaknesses, all of his insecurities. She's the only thing he's ever attached to in his life. She's the only thing he's ever been attached to in his life. The only thing. I mean, everything else has been transient. Everything else has come and gone. Other women, I mean, stuff, cars, houses, careers, whatever, everything else. But she's been the constant factor in his life. He's probably felt like if he has a faith relationship, he's probably felt like God's kind of left him at times. Not her. She's always there, man, yep. in a tangible way, too. It ain't even like you got to have faith <laughs> to believe. You don't have to have faith to believe in the IP mistress, man. She's right there, bro. I mean, she is in your pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, all it takes is a couple keystrokes, and, and she's there. Nowadays, she finds you. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is open your inbox, you know, and all of a sudden you got something saying, you know, hey, I, I've seen you on camera looking at, you know, we tapped into your, we hacked your camera, you know, all that kind of stuff that, you know, in your, just in your inbox, just in spam. And so, you know, nowadays, man, she comes looking for you. I mean, so anyhow, but yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's the difference in terms of that kind of safety versus the full true safety. So sticking with this uh, theme or topic of safety, uh, let's talk about safety for the, the woman in the relationship. So, uh, a woman needs to be able to feel safe, not only sharing herself and her life. I mean, if you're a guy listening to this and you've been married for any length of time, you've been dating for any length of time, you kind of realize that, you know, that's part of the give and take of a relationship is you give of yourself. Um, and, and the act of, of making love is giving your body over to someone else at least it should be in the fullest sense of the word. And so all of that is of course, short circuited with, uh, with pornography. Um, but what about the safety of a woman when it comes to, okay, if a guy, if a guy, I'm going to, I'm going to back up just a little bit here, but if a guy believes he's safe talking to this woman and she presents herself as a safe person to talk to, what's the risk that he could, you know, what is the risk that he could do? That what what could happen in that situation? Man, there's so much wrapped up in that. That's I mean, that's that's three different lanes of, of a highway there. First of all, um, you know, statistically, one in three women have been sexually assaulted at some point in their life. Um, and from what I've discovered, or just through conversation and anecdotally speaking, anyway, uh, most women have had some kind of a unsafe experience with a man in their life. So when the guy, when a guy shows up in her life in relationship form and he taps into something from her past, he then becomes unsafe and emotionally unsafe to her and actually triggers something maybe in her sympathetic nervous system or triggers something in her emotional state that actually reminds her of something in her past. I say all that to say, guy, if you listen to this, if you're listening to this, 
your porn consumption in your relationship is probably triggering something in the woman in your in your life, whether it's your girlfriend or wife or whatever. It's probably triggering something from her past, whether it's a whether it's some kind of sexual violation or so sexual abuse or rape or something like that. Emotionally, those things get connected with her. We know that everything is connected for women. Like there, <laughs> men can compartmentalize, women not so much. So. Um, or at least not as easy or not as natural. Um, and, and so a lot of those things tap into how she feels lack of safety in the context of a relationship when her man has a, has a, has a, has a porn problem. And so, you know, that, that's why, you know, seven out of 10 women with husbands that struggle with their sexuality can be diagnosed with PTSD because to them it's trauma it's traumatic and it's repeated trauma over and over again just being in that relationship. So, you know, she loves you, but you're also triggering something in her that feels like abuse. And so she loves you, but she feels like you're abusing her. And so it, it, it becomes so convoluted and it becomes so painful for her. And it goes right back to that question of, am I enough? And to her, the answer to that is I'm not enough. And it doesn't matter how, I mean, and she could be absolutely gorgeous and beautiful, but still have that question, am I enough? And if she's in a relationship with a guy who has a porn problem, the answer to that all day, every day is no. Because exactly. my man is off consuming whatever else. I am not enough. I am not enough. And so the whole relationship is unsafe for her. And it's unsafe for her. And then at the same time, you have people coming along saying, well, if your boyfriend or if your husband is trying to quit porn, then you need to step up and have sex with them. You need to step up and you need to fill that space. You need to step up and you need to be this and that and this and that. And so women get the double pressure of, wait a minute, I need to embrace my abuser? I mean, that's what it feels like to, to women. And, and so they get caught in that in that dynamic too. And and that happens in church a lot where we just, you know, we we talk to the wives and we say, hey, wife, you know your husband is really trying to quit porn and you're just going to have to step up and you're going to have to fill that space. And it, it just becomes a difficult, a very difficult dynamic to, to overcome. And really, you know, the, the porn problem is his, but the solution is both is, is both. Yeah. Of and it sets up expectations. <clears throat> yeah. And, and but we've, we've said this many times that women can't compete with the IP mistress. Absolutely not. The solution though is intimacy. I mean, yes. we, I mean, we, we haven't gotten to that part yet. We're about to pivot there in a little bit, but, um, but in terms of safety for her, so back to, uh, back to the other part of the question that you just asked. I want to repeat it. No, no, no. I got it. I'm still, <laughs> okay. I'm still holding on to it. He needs a place to be safe and, and in the content, and this is why the solution, I, I always say the problem is his, but the solution is both of theirs because the solution takes both of them the both of them to go out on ridiculous limbs of of guts of boldness of all that stuff for him to put down something but at the same time not look to her to fill that space putting pressure on her to become something that she can't become which is the IP mistress so that's the line that guys are trying to walk i walk this line oh yeah you know too. i think to myself i remember thinking this uh back I mean, I'm almost 24 years married. So 24 plus years ago is when internet pornography came into my life because, um, I'm getting online. This is like in the mid nineties. So now you had some dial up. Yeah, I know. That's what I remember <laughs> that picture is just taking forever. I know. I was like, I'm like, Dude, take a nap. But, uh, I remember thinking to myself, 
this is all going to be fixed once I'm married, you mm. know. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking uh, that this is not going to be a problem after I'm married, and what mm. a delusion. Mm-hmm. And that was just to me more than anything in the physical sense, right? I was going to get all that release, and it was going to be great. And we, were, nope, you you can't make your woman. You're not supposed to anyway. Make your woman be that. Mm-hmm. And so it's taken me almost 24 years to f- continue to figure that out. But mm-hmm. it's like a guy needs this, and yet you can't put that burden. You shouldn't put that burden on a woman, yeah. uh, on, a, on, a, on a wife. Mm-hmm. And I think first and foremost, it needs to be, if you're a, a guy of faith, it, it needs to be God. He's the one that carries those burdens more right. than anyone. And so I guess you know, I'm thinking about just that guy who, like, he knows he needs the, the support, the intimacy, and he, you know, he should be getting it with his wife, um, that intimacy. And I know that no marriage is ideal, and so I guess, yeah, we can move into the, unless you had more to say, but we kind of move into that solution side of things where it comes to, okay, how can we, where do we, where does a guy look to get that intimacy in that, yeah. that validation? Yeah. I mean, intimacy is a muscle. Ooh, man, that's, ooh, I need to quote that. Ooh, hashtag. That's going to show up somewhere on social media today. Um, intimacy is a muscle and that muscle needs to be worked. Like you go into the gym and ideally, the place, I mean, I think that the God-given place for us to exercise the highest form and the deepest forms of intimacy is in the context of marriage. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's like the, that's where you perform on stage, like the bodybuilding, that's where it comes out, that's where you flex. You flex in the context of, of, of that type of relationship, marriage. But intimacy is a muscle, and that muscle has to be worked. That muscle has to be stretched. It has to be exercised. Sometimes it has to be exorcised. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it has to be nourished. It has to be cultivated. I mean, it has to, you know, you got to have a leg day. You got to, you know, you got to work back. You know, you got to work chest and chest and tries, you know. I mean, whatever. Um, but you got to have a plan to work that thing. And so and so intimacy is not something that that really you can just jump into on the deep end. You really do have to start with, you know, my son has this thing about, you know, playing on a football team, but he's skinny. And so he's like, you know, he has a hesitation of going into the gym with other kids in on his team because they can lift more. And I'm like, well, dude, the only way you're going to be able to lift more is to lift. Yep. <laughs> right. I mean, it in. just, it just don't happen, you know, on his own. And so intimacy is that the only way you're going to get the intimacy that you want, is to do some intimacy and and so at least right we're talking a solution to validation right because that's our topic here is is finding a way to get some intimacy safe intimacy absolutely okay i mean how to get to how to get to intimacy from a safe source um is kind of is bullet point right here um and, and that intimacy with a safe source in my opinion a great place to start that is in the context of another guy or other men, non-sexual. Um, I think, you know, when men can get to a place where you can have non-sexual intimacy with another man, you are primed for everything you want with a woman um, because you're able to open up in a way without an expectation of sexual closure. You're able to open up to somebody heart-wise and spirit-wise, somebody that can relate and there's a there's a certain type of intimacy that can happen with another guy in a non-sexual setting that can't happen with a woman. And that's why when Jonathan died, David, I'm talking biblically, David was like, I love this guy, not, you know, unlike I could love a woman. 
you know, a lot of people thought, you know, biblically speaking, were they gay? No, there was a different kind of love there between the two of them. And, and that's why, you know, and, and, and then at the, you know, at or near the end of the Bible and the back half of the Bible, you know, when Jesus raised from the dead, you know, is is kind of ironic. He comes, you know, comes across a woman, and Mary's like, "Well, you know, don't, I mean, he told, don't don't touch me. I haven't ascended to my father yet." But then after that, he appeared in the upper room to the disciples. One of them didn't believe that he was there before, and so when he when he appeared that 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 additional time, he actually told Thomas to come over, and he told Thomas to say, "I mean, he 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 took Thomas's hand. He said, put your hand in my wound.'" So he told the woman not to touch me because I haven't ascended to my father yet. But he came to a man, his brother, that he had intimacy with, non-sexual intimacy or connection. And then he, he told that brother, put your hand in my wound. That is a profound type of intimacy. If you think about that, I mean, really intimacy is like put your hand in my wound. You know, feel this, feel the holes in my hand, feel this, this piercing in my side. And so, you know, we can have that kind of connection where I can look at you as a brother and I can say, put your hand in my wound, man. Let me tell you my weaknesses. Let me tell you where I've cut, where I've bled. Let me tell you where I'm open. I mean, that's like a whole nother level of connection. And so when we have that as, as men, then we were able to build the foundations. We're able to get in the gym and to work that level of intimacy and to work that such that when we present that to a woman, in a, in a, in a masculine feminine space, then I'm able to open up to her, whoever she is without needing anything in return in terms of a physical payoff. And, and I mean, so anyhow, that was a long explanation, but, but I think that's no, a great good. place to, to be in the gym to work intimacy. Yeah. When, uh, when we, as guys feel like we have, those safe places in our lives with other guys to have that non-sexual intimacy. I guess there's also, it's a risky, but in my own life, it's been a challenge to have that kind of friendship with women. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose, I mean, I know it can happen. It, mm-hmm. it does happen. We have, we can have that type of friendship. It's just, you know, but can a woman understand a man's struggle? Can mm-hmm. a woman under, understand the, the need for our type of intimacy? No. So no, that's the thing is, so guys out there, if you, if you are wanting to have that safe space, that's the strong suggestion here. Find somebody you can trust to have that safe space with that you can share your wounds with. And and if you're a man of faith, I mean, start with God, of course we can't see God, but he knows, he knows exactly what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately we should be get I mean ultimately our you can only get validation from a place from a source that created you. I mean, right. the period. I mean that that's the only place you should be looking for validation. In a great setting on earth that looks like a parent. I mean, it's very powerful for a father to put his hand on a son and give him identity and give him validation. Right. Yes. It's very powerful. Um but, you know, on, on a greater setting, you know, man, to be able to look to God, that, that's my source of validation. I mean, I... Jesus needed it. Oh, I, I mean, absolutely. And so, man, you know, I mean, yeah, when he, you know, when, when he first got baptized, you know, yep. this is my son. I mean, whom I'm well pleased. Who I mean, I well boom. Pleased. When's the last time? I mean, if you're a dad, if you have not said that to your son, hit pause, 
call, text, lean over, go to his room, whatever it is, go do something to find or contact your son or daughter, but specifically your son. Well, I guess daughters are just as important to you. I got three daughters, but, and I've, you know, all the time, it's, it's very appropriate to tell them, I'm pleased with you. Yeah. You are my son. You are my daughter. I'm pleased with you. I love you exactly the way you are. That's validation that, that, that can happen on earth. But, but either way, we got to look for it from a, from a, uh, from a greater source than, than another broken human being or another, definitely not a digital source. Right. Yeah. The validation only comes from the IP mistress. The validation only comes in not judging, you know, not, not being too risky. You know, that's another piece to this is, uh, finding that intimacy. There is a degree of risk because, it's the root to that question. Do I trust you? Do I trust this person? Right. And that's a, that's a risk proposition because if I, the IP mistress is like, of course you can trust me. There's no risk in being with me when there's all the risk in the world, especially if you're married guys. So, uh, but at the same time, that's what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's in from the, the, I'll say wife, just generically speaking of the female, in his life, the primary female in his life, whatever, relationship-wise, you know, the difficult part is that you want your man to be able to come to you and say, I mean, to some degree, to say, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that, or even even if it's on, let's put it in, let's put it in a, in a in a sexual realm to for him to open up with with thoughts or with challenges or with curiosities or anything like that. You want that level of freedom for him to have that level of freedom to bring that to you as opposed to bring that curiosity to, or to carry that curiosity around or whatever, because he'll, you, you don't want him to have that conversation outside of you. The challenge is the two that they, they clashes when he's bringing you his struggles, his whatever, and it's bouncing up against your question of, am I enough? It's bouncing right. up against all the things that culture is telling you of this and that. And, and if he, if he tells me this, does that mean I have to, open up. Do I have to do everything? You know, no, it's about the, the freedom to have that conversation of, of this is on my mind. This is on my heart. This is the things I struggle with. These are whatever it is. I mean, my past, all those kinds of things. Um, and so, you know, and that's where the, the, the wife will have to kind of build her, (laughs) build her intimacy muscles in terms of, can you really, and a lot of wives, quite honestly, you don't you don't want to know what he's thinking i mean it it is very difficult for a lot of women to really handle the weight of a man in terms of his emotional stuff the stuff that he's carrying around the stuff that he thinks the challenges the abuses the insecurities all those kinds of things it's 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 a very special woman that can just sit back and listen to a man open up and be vulnerable without trying to fix it going into his cave absolutely um and that's actually you know I mean, Brene Brown even talks about just the courage and, you know, and, and, uh, vulnerability. And, and those two going hand in hand, but, and to be able to listen to somebody else and just allow them to go into that space. But it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, if you can get to the place where a man will be vulnerable to you, women, that way your man will be able to open up with you. I mean, it might be scary. Sometimes it might, he might present more as a boy than he does a man. Maybe he has some unprocessed stuff from his childhood that you can help him walk through from a, a therapeutic perspective. You know, maybe there's some things, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe there's some 
some some nurturing that the little boy in him didn't get from his mom because she was emotionally unavailable. I'm not saying that you need to become I was his mom. Say, I'm not saying you need that's to be not the role of a wife. No, I'm sure. not saying you need to become his mom, but right. I'm saying in terms of a safe place emotionally, yes, yes, yes. a safe feminine place emotionally for him. Um, there's a lot of things he should share with you that he shouldn't give to you. <laughs> he should share with you his past and his traumas and wounds and all that kind of stuff, but he shouldn't necessarily give you those things. But his ability to at least share those with you is is huge. So I guess who um, now we're gonna maybe uh, talk to and address the the uh, women, the wives, the girlfriend, you know that part of the relationship. <laughs> How does she make uh, make it? safe, genuinely safe for the man who needs to be able to, to share, you know, as far as she can, Yeah. as we've been talking about, you know, best place for guys to go is to another guy with a non-sexual relationship, but okay. What about the, I mean, if the woman wants to help and she's listening, yeah. how can she make it safe for him? And I'm a, I know we're, we're getting long winded on, on time here, but I'm going to try to wrap this. I think straightforward is, <laughs> She has to be able to listen to him without reacting or without responding. She has to work on that poker face. She has to work on that poker face to the point where she can listen and then not. And it's kind of like with your kids, too, kind of thing of, you know, you got to be able to. If you have teens, you got to be able. The only way they're going to be safe coming to you, talking to you about all kinds of stuff is if you don't freak out when they do. And so, ladies, if your man if you know, if you all can get to the space, and I mean, first of all, first and foremost, let him know that you you want to be available to him. Let him know that you want to be a safe place with him. Just flat out say it. Make it straightforward. Like you know, I want to be a safe place for you. It might take some work, and it might take some effort. I'm going to keep working. I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to try not to respond. I'm going to try not to freak out. But I want to be that. So help me be that for you. Open up that door. Let him know that you want to be that, and then. When he takes just a little bit of a a step in that direction, you better not freak out. I mean, you I mean, you don't have to you don't have to co-sign on everything he says. I mean, you know, there are plenty of guys that'll, you know, tell me stuff and sometimes I you know, I get good at knowing when to pat him on the butt and when to kick him in the butt. But at the same time, I don't freak out. You know, God tell me I I have guys tell me stuff all the time. I do this, I did that, whatever, and I don't freak out. I you know, but and and so I think women, you have to First of all, step one, let them know. Just say them. Just tell them, I want to be a safe place for you. Whether your man has a porn problem or not, if you're a woman and you have a man in your life, a husband, a significant other, a boyfriend, whatever, you should push pause. <laughs> you should text him, call him, go see him in another room, whatever it is, and you should you should verbalize clearly I want to be a safe place for you. I don't care if you have the perfect relationship. I don't care if you've been, you know, you don't have many problems at all. I don't, whatever it is. I mean, that is music to a guy's ears. Like his woman come to him saying, I want to be a safe place for you. And, and, you know, I'm going to, I want to do whatever I can to be that safe place. Oh man, you're going to see him melt. He's, you know, he's going to like, what, what, what happened? Am I sick? You know, <laughs> what would you do? Um, but that, that's, that's, that's a, that's a great start. And then beyond that, just don't freak out. If it gets too deep, get some help. I, that's what I was going to say next is uh, for guys and ladies, don't be afraid to get actual professional help, couples counseling, whatever it might be, um, because you know your limits. You know you know how far things can go. If you get to a place 
ladies, where you you're you don't feel safe yourself with him sharing some of these things, you you should be able to. Okay, let's pause on this. We really should actually find somebody who can help us through this. Who is a third party, kind of knows what they're doing. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's we always want to encourage healthy couples uh, counseling if need be, and individually uh, counseling for the individual person as well. And as always, we want to offer that for you guys here as well. Um, as we kind of finish up this topic today, we want to make sure that we never leave you um, without saying, you know, we can be available to you. You'll hear the website at the end of our podcast and my own coaching website is uh, just menrestored.com. Uh, so I'm, I'm available as a coach. I know Kirk is too. And um, let's... Um, pop- and you're a great coach, by the way. I mean, Thanks. just the way you do it, man. I mean, seriously, you... you you know, you, you've coached me up in the past week. Nice. Well, thank you, Kirk. Um, anything else you want to finish up with on uh, on validation for specifically? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So with that, we are going to sort of semi-preview, not really in the, in the sense of playing anything because we won't have any recording yet, but we're going to just tell you we have a very special guest coming on to the podcast with our next episode. It's going to take a little bit of time, so you may see a couple-week gap in between uh, episodes here, but you are going to be mm-hmm. – um, mm-hmm. I don't know what the word would be, Kirk. What, you're going to be what with this next episode? In, I, you're going to be intrigued. You're intrigued? going to be pulled in. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a groundbreaking event that's probably never happened in, I don't think so. In podcast history. Let's just say there's going to be a little bit of drama in our it's, next This episode. is probably never happened. Like, seriously, this probably never happened in, in podcast broadcast history. So, yeah, we're going to have a very special guest interview. <laughs> uh, so part of the reason this might take some time is i got to find me some more equipment because if we're going to add a third person, we only have two mics. Oh, yeah. Well, we can <laughs> so sh- we'll oh, figure yeah. that out. Technical issues here, but... Uh, we appreciate you listening to our podcast, and you're welcome to check us out online, of course, and we appreciate you all very much. Thanks for listening to the Free Indeed podcast. Visit freeindeed36.com for more resources with deeper information and upcoming events. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, men, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery.